You're like, ignore my stupid shithead co-host. Let's move on with the show. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. I'm like, yes. I don't care where she goes. She's the boss. I like that you started your review by saying that you pulled it out and stuck it in. It's just a lot of bitching and assholes. I don't go by Eugene the Bean. I'm separating them by stupid shit that happens in these movies. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net with the same kill count as Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th. I'm Eric Barner. Nice, and I'm Eugene <laughs> Weaver, and I hope that you're accurate on that. Yeah. Or did you just make it up? <laughs> oh, because that would be really cool. Uh, I have a feeling that it's not. Uh. You tell me. Um, no, I'm not going to do a search. Nah, it's too much effort. No, no, no. I, no, I thought you were going to throw out a number. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. But we're at, what episode is this? Uh, one seventy. Ooh. Well, I tell you what. No, I'm guessing he's he's butchered more than 170 people in his day. Wow. I'm gonna have to cut all this out. You totally misunderstood what my intro was. Oh. I said we have the same kill count as Jason Voorhees. 170. What is one? What does the episode number have anything to do with anything? I just said we have the same kill count. So we've both killed that many people, or <laughs> how many people did Jason Voorhees kill in the in Friday the Thirteenth? In the first one, yeah, <laughs> thirteen. I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I will leave this all in. <laughs> oh, zero. I guess in the first one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, and you know what? This this can kind of lead into uh, Scream and Drew Barrymore not getting the wrong answer in the beginning of Scream, and the movie freaks did the exact same thing. Or I well half of, half of us did. Yes. Wow. So Eugene oh. Barrymore. There we go. <laughs> We're off to a, a fucking hell of a start. Wow. My no Lord. kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, if everybody could just listen to the pre-show before this, that this would have made so much more sense. It would have actually. Like, been let's like, oh, let's yeah, just talk course. about how tired we are and bitch about the kids and, and everything, and then that way we don't have to do it on the show. And now here we go. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's a perfect geostorm of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> you see. Fantastic. Oh. I'm Eric Marner. Yes, and I'm Eugene Weaver. Wow. Let's... Well, and you're the horror freak, but I I knew that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We are, yeah, we are stumbling out of the a, gate tonight. Yeah, one hell of a start. That's all right. It's been a hell of a fucking week. My yeah. God. Oh, me too. Trust me. My youngest is kind of the problem child because he's three. Nearing four, he's almost to that four gate where they suddenly get get it and just stop being an, an insane lunatic, or at least that's my experience with my kids, has been super good all day, and then, oh, we're going to go to bed in 10 minutes. Okay, Daddy. 10 minutes later, okay, it's time for bed. Ah, screaming fit, kicking, total nightmare. It. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Wow. Uh, what a day. Yeah. Oh, I have my own. And, and yeah. you, and you. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got my own set of things, but, but you know what? That's what the podcast is for is the podcast is for happy fun time. <laughs> it's catharsis. It it's, is. It's, re- it's, it's 
regurgitating all of our negative emotions yeah. for the day and putting uh, them onto movies that deserve it. Exactly. Aloe vera, shirtless, volleyball, bump sets. It's, it's that type of thing, you know? That's, mm. it's my happy place. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I was able to salvage the third act of the last episode. I don't even know what the hell to do with the first yeah, act I know. of this like, show. Like, literally, but... you could just say, and, you know, and I'm Eugene Weaver, and yeah. boom, we're done. <laughs> I might just leave it all in to hell yeah, with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you ready to talk about some movies, sir? Let's do it. Let's start off like we always do with roulette and dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was Prophets, not The Prophecy, just Prophecy, 1979, up against Don't Kill It, Dolph Kill It. Uh, you're up first, sir. Please you, tell me about Don't Kill It. You literally stole my joke. I was going to say Dolph Kill It at some point. <laughs> I think I um, said that last episode. Okay, then. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's awful. Awful. Um, he, I feel bad for Dolph Lundgren. I like Dolph Lundgren. This is, this is your typical Netflixer. Uh, and this, this director, Mike Mendez, has actually made some stuff that I've enjoyed, but this is not one of them. It, uh, it, everything about it just screams uh, trying, just trying too hard. It's forced comedy. Uh, Dolph Lundgren is this demon hunter and, uh, this, the demon hops from pot, from body to body. Uh, and you're not supposed to kill the demon because then it goes into you and then you start killing people and it's a chain reaction type of thing. And, uh, a CIA agent lady, she's the key to everything, maybe sort of. And, Good lord, it drags, it drags and drags and drags at an hour and 23 minutes. It, it felt so long. Now, there were a couple of admittedly good, uh, practical effect gore scenes, but they were all erased from my memory as soon as the awful CGI gore <laughs> just explodes onto screen. But there was a couple of, a couple of good gore scenes, and I'm like, I, is that where the entire budget went? That and paying Dolph London a star in this thing? But uh, how much money is he commanding at this point? Man, I don't know. I mean, he was, he's obviously the main, oh my, the budget was supposedly $3.5 million and I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that unless $3.2 million went to Dolph. <laughs> I, <laughs> just because the rest of it was so shitty looking or? No, it's, just, it's slickly shot on HD. It just, everything about it felt cheap. Uh, and just, it felt like a Netflix forgettable movie that comes and goes on Netflix. Uh, and I'm going to get into, there's another movie that I just watched that, that has a bit of a similar feel as far as trying to hit comedy beats. And at least that one succeeded. This one here was not funny at all. It was that fake forced funny that's not funny from actors. Just didn't, it didn't work at all. I, uh. I did did not like it one bit. It's not the worst thing I've watched on Roulette. I've watched worse somehow, but it's it's down there. Yeah, well, a lot of his direct-to-video stuff has been not good. Yeah. And I, li I like Dolph Lundgren. I'm like, that, seeing him again in a movie, I'm like, ah, he's cool. I like him. And even his lines felt forced and... He was supposed to, I don't know. No, no. Let's... <laughs> well, he's supposed to be in the, I think, well, I don't know that he's going to be in Creed 2, but... Oh, really? Creed, well, Creed 2 is going to have a, a it's going to be 
his character's son fighting... Are you serious? Yeah. I haven't seen the first Creed yet, but I think that's kind of cool. I haven't either, but Michael B. Jordan's character, who is the son of... Apollo Creed. Right. uh, Is supposed to be, I think, is going to be fighting the son of the Russian... Whatever. Dude, that's really cool. I I kind of dig that. I didn't I didn't know that. I, whatever Dolph Lundgren can get like a somewhat decent role, I think that's cool. He he did fine in the Expendables movies, and ever since Rocky Four, I've always liked that guy. And even when he starred in you know direct like Red Scorpion or what I think it was called Red Scorpion, which was meh, but I'm like ah, it's, that's your Rambo knockoff. I get it. I, cool. I liked his '90s output when he was still. You know, he was kind of doing the Van Damme thing. There was yeah. a lot of direct-to-video stuff, but it was still like, ah, oh, this is a Dolph joint. Or, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and this, not so much. I, <laughs> you would you would not like it okay. at all. So, Okay, let's move on. I got way too many movies to talk about tonight to spend time wasted on garbage. Uh, on my side, Prophecy, 1979. I wrote my own synopsis here. Uh, an EPA guy goes to Maine to investigate a land dispute between loggers and Native Americans, uh, led by Armand Asante, who probably can't pronounce his own name. Uh, Armande Asante. Armand Asante. Um, you know who I mean by that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that can play every single nationality, I think. And he probably has at some point or another. I have never heard of this movie. Have you, uh, uh, until the roulette? Yes, I did. I have heard of this movie. I remember this back in the VHS days, the cover of it. And it's just one that I don't, well, it's never got a uh, legit, I don't think a legit DVD release. Or uh, if it did, it hasn't got a Blu-ray release. I don't know if it's, if it's got a DVD release even. I think it got a, a DVD release because I was talking to my buddy TJ, who lives in Maine. And he expressed his interest in hearing my thoughts on it after okay. hearing last episode. Um, <laughs> this movie, wow. Uh, it's on YouTube, and it's widescreen, and the transfer is really good for YouTube. And oh, no kidding. Okay. I am going to recommend that you watch this movie this month. This absolutely counts as a horror movie. And... Okay, I'll just skip to it. I loved it. Oh, nice! All I right, loved this movie—it's—it's—it's it's, it's this close to gem in the rough. No kidding. When I, when I can own it, it—I think it might get there. This is basically a Jaws kind of pacing meets Leviathan and Man Bear Pig. <laughs> That's kind of—that <laughs> is Eugene all over right there. I mean, Man Bear Pig, Eugene. That, I'm in. I'm I in. cannot fathom that you will not love this movie. I just just go in knowing that it's Jaws pacing though. You're That's not okay. gonna you're not gonna see Man Bear Pig till third act. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because there's enough cool things along the way, and and it's interesting enough along the way. I was never bored, not for one second. And I don't want to go into the uh, details of the plot synopsis because I f- it gives too much away, and it's sort of like. You should experience the unraveling of the mystery along the way of why the, what's going on with all of these groups. You know what I mean? Yep. It made it more interesting. It yeah. just, it, 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 they go here to investigate this, and why are these people... It's sort of like they go, they're trying to figure out why everybody in a certain area, everybody, by everybody I mean animals, people, whatever, in a certain area, 
have sudden bouts of violence. Violence. Okay. I sent you a video. Yep. Of a certain raccoon attack. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, it, it actually, it goes from hilarious to scary and then back to hilarious and then kind of dodges into scary again. Because uh, he, he they like speed up the film. So you got this animal scurrying at you, but it's you can tell it's sped up. So it looks really funny. But then it is relentless in its attack, which makes it scary again. Even when we get to Man Bear Pig at the end, it's they do a fantastic job of filming it because at some points it looks like something out of John Carpenter's The Thing, where it's just an amalgam of flesh, and then you know in an up close, so you you're like okay, it's it's up close. Clearly, the they're in the frame. It's just wobbly flesh thing, but then they cut to a wide that is from a victim's perspective across the way, and in the background you can see this full-sized, like, larger-than-life thing running across the background, and it's terrifying. So it it does it, again, Leviathan. Yeah. It does that kind of job where it's like, it's icky, gooey, slimy, where you're like, alright, but then it's also, holy shit, that was kind of fucking legitimately creepy for a minute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're not going to be terrified by this movie, but it gets gory as shit, man. I loved it. I, I can't imagine you won't. I'm looking on Amazon and, uh, yeah, DVD, uh, $49.94. Like, okay. Soon to be released by some niche title or niche group that you love. I, I can't believe I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> Literally never heard of it until you mentioned it last week. And it's Prophecy, the monster movie. The cover, it says it's the monster movie. Mm. So there you go. It was great. Awesome. eating grin throughout this movie. Yep, that's all me. That um, See, now that's uh, why we do the roulette right there. Yes, it is. And <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, dude, it's so good. I will be disappointed if you do not watch this movie on YouTube this month. Okay. Oh, I will, definitely. With a review like that, especially creature feature, I'm all in. And, and so I, I'm good. I'm fully prepared for it. like a lot of those creature feature type things. Like I go to like Grizzly, um, Jaws ripoff, and the pacing was like Jaws, but I thought it was a cool movie. And if you're prepared for that, then it's fine. And it, it was shot well and in beautiful locations in Maine, giant trees everywhere. It, it was I oh, it was great. Nice. Was that one of the better uh, horror movies of the month for you? Uh, I got. <laughs> My neighbor asked me the same thing. What's the best thing you've watched this month? I'm like, dude, I got to go over the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I will say yes, because I, it came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. And TJ, dude, I'm with it. He, he said he grew up watching it. It was an HBO staple and he watched it many times over the years. And it, he forgot what the title of it was until it, he just stumbled across it in a, an, an exchange store on DVD and picked it up. And I'm just like, how, how have I never, how has this slipped my radar? This is why we do the roulette, man. Because bringing to light movies like this, there are people out there that have enjoyed this movie for years. I never fucking heard of it until last week. And for me, I remember the video, (laughs) the the VHS stores back when I was younger, I would see that cover. I'm like, that looks cool. There's no way I'm allowed to watch that, but someday I will. Well, someday is going to be in the next week or two. Oh, great. I, uh, also, I will say this, the title, Prophecy, you're talking 1% of, 
1% that title has to do with this movie. Of course. <laughs> Terrible title. Should have been anything else. Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig, the movie. Yes. Oh, it would have been great. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Okay. Next round. Okay. Heading your way is, uh, first up, uh, because Lord only knows when we'll be able to watch the unrated version, I'm like, ah, you may not care as much. I'm going to just throw Cult of Chucky your way. Following a string of murders in the asylum where she's confined, Nika Pierce begins to wonder whether Chucky is real after all. And we talked about this on the uh, previous episode. This is the R-rated cut, which I don't like that, but uh, okay, so it is. So I'm throwing that your way. Uh, next up is, this is one that I think got a theatrical release, but, uh, I, because Kevin Costner's in it, that's 2009's The New Daughter. His daughter is acting weird, but he can't blame hormones. What about the creepy burial ground next door? So there's that. Uh, it's a horror movie. Wow. You never know. Um, and last is another one that has been thrown onto the roulette from time to time. One of us eventually will watch it. That is The Similar. Stranded in a transit station one stormy night in 1968, eight strangers begin to fall victim to seizures only to wake up disturbingly altered. And uh, I think it sounds and looks pretty cool. So there's your spread for the week. All horror. All right. Good for this month. Okay, coming your way. Residue. This was recently added to Netflix. A private detective's world begins to unravel after he comes across an oozing book with mysterious and sinister powers. And this one is uh, from the cover, cover, cover art and from the trailer. It's got fantasy creatures in it and looks mystical and uh, yeah. brought to you by Accelerator Media. We have a history with them. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is your dodgiest pick of the week, and the trailer tests, but it qualifies as horror, so I threw it on there. Okay. Only because the, uh, your next two pass the trailer test. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm throwing the Vatican tapes back up there, because last week I didn't go watch the trailer. This week I did. Yeah, that looks like a Eugene movie. Holy shit. A priest and two Vatican exorcists must do, bat- must do battle with an ancient satanic force to save the soul of a young woman. And lastly, uh, Belief, the possession of Janet Moses. This documentary tries to reconstruct, through a series of interviews, a family's misguided attempt to heal a woman's pain through exorcism. I did not do the research to see if this is a legit documentary or if this is a faux documentary. From the trailer, I would guess this is not a real documentary, that it's a a, a fake horror movie documentary. Okay. But I don't like knowing that going into a movie. Like, if I know it's fake, then I, you know, it, it makes it less scary. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if it's a real doc or not. I would guess not. But either way, uh, that the trailer for Belief passed the test in spades. It looked fantastic. Uh, looked fantastic. It did not look like shit. Let's put it that way. Okay. It's not like the the, the shitty uh, font titles coming and, and text coming up where you're like, oh god, I'm out in two seconds. <laughs> <clears throat> Dolph Lundgren's in it. And, yeah. Yep. <laughs> It didn't look like that at all. It looked like a very legit release by okay. professionals. <laughs> good. Okay. Sounds good to me. 
Okay, You're up well, first for uh, for mine, yeah, that it's fairly easy, especially after uh, "Don't Kill It." Uh, I I am not going to jump on the dodgiest one of the bunch. So uh, the Vatican tape sounds interesting, but that belief one sounds even more interesting. I'm going to take belief. Okay. And for how, you, how long is New Daughter? Hour and forty six minutes. <laughs> it does qualify as horror, though. Yes, it does. Okay, I'll take New Daughter. That's a roulette. And yeah. I had a good one last week, so I will dive on a. I mean, Kevin Costner. How much of a bomb can I? Can I get? I I, I love him, so that's that. I sh- that should be okay, right? Maybe? It should be. Um, who directed that one? Oh. I don't want to know. Fuck's sake! It's gonna be. You're gonna be like Lucky McGee. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill myself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I, I'm still not ruling out Cult of Chucky at some point. I just right now. I'm still right now. I'm uh, the only reason I'm not taking that one is because I'm still a little unsure that I watched the previous entry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm gonna wait and make sure I watch that one. Similar subtitle, probably. Yeah. I'll take the Kevin Costner thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, now that I'm I, the director, I have no no idea who this uh, person is, but he has several short films, and then uh, dating all the way back to 2001, and then his. Uh, Latest movie after the new daughter was some movie called Violet from 2013. So, two feature length movies. Wow! Yay! Fantastic! Yeah. You wait till I pick a movie to talk me out of it. Awesome. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, Lu- <laughs> Luizo Berdejo. Oh wow! So that <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next week on the roulette. Be new daughter up against belief, the possession of Janet Moses. And there you go. That's the roulette for this week. Are you ready to move on to the horror thon part three? Well, yes. And before we jump into that, I wanted to just uh, talk real quick about a couple upcoming releases. Uh, okay. That that I right before we started taping, I stumbled across. And I'm like, okay, why have I not heard of this movie? And immediately I'm like, ooh, this might be something that I want to book at the theater. And I'm like, oh, it's coming out on video on demand tomorrow. Like, why have I not heard of this movie? Uh, the first one, uh, well, the, the only one as far as like the whole video on demand thing is a movie called Jungle. Have you heard of Jungle? Uh, uh, wait a minute. Give me a minute. Uh, this is with uh, Harry Potter? Yes, Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, I posted that trailer like two months ago, I feel. Okay. It was a while ago, but yeah. it, looked, uh, it looked intense. Yeah, it, Greg McLean, who directed The Belco Ooh. Experiment and uh, Wolf Creek. And I, I, I like that guy's movies. And the trailer, it looks really, really good. And like and again, immediately I'm like, this might be, like, when's this coming out? I might want to look into this uh, for a theatrical run. And I'm like, oh, tomorrow. Like, wow, okay. But uh, it looks really, really good. I'm excited to see that movie. It looks, I don't want to say horror, but like one of those intense survival thriller type things where he's stuck in the jungle and it might be someone's out to kill him in the jungle, maybe. I'm not sure. It just seems like the entire jungle is out to get him. And yeah. I, that sounds good to me. Uh, so. It actually kind of reminded me, or, well, the trailer reminded me of, um, oh, shit. Just give me a sec. I'll look it up. Okay. This uh, this movie also stars a guy named Thomas 
Crutchman, something like that, I think. And I'm like, in the trailer, I'm like, boy, that guy looks familiar. And uh, I'm like, I know oh. who that is. Oh, you do? I believe so. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff, and I, I'm like, oh, he was the uh, he was one of the German soldiers in U five seven one, and he was in uh, King Kong, like Peter Jackson's King Kong, Resident Evil, Apocalypse. Uh, he's ton of acting. Yes, I, ton. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, he was in Agent uh, Hitman, Agent forty seven. So anyway, oh, and oh, wow, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Avengers: Age of Ultron. So anyway, there you go. Uh, Werner Herzog. I'm trying to think. Oh, Aguirre. Uh, the Wrath of God. Remember when I reviewed that one on the Facebook page? Yes. That's about a bunch of soldiers Soldiers that get lost in the jungle. And yeah, that's what the trailer for this reminded me of. At least the hint of it. People wandering into the jungle and going insane. And it looked great. Yeah. Oh, this one looks really, really good. I can't wait to watch it. This is one that I'll definitely be renting off of uh, Voodoo more than likely here soon. So, and also, uh, real quick here, um, have you, you know me, I follow all of the, the Blu-ray, these, uh, these boutique titles that are, boutique companies that are releasing these really cool, uh, movies and re- deluxe, deluxe editions and remastered and all that stuff. And Arrow is, uh, releasing John Carpenter's The Thing. And here, you know, here, about a year ago, Scream Factory released The Thing in, like, the definitive edition of yeah. The Thing. I was going to say, how many times has this been, been freaking released? I know. Well, Arrow is releasing it now, but theirs is Region B only. But uh, this one here was uh, supervised by uh, Dean Cundy and John Carpenter himself. And it has different color timing from the Scream Factory release, which a nerd like me, I go and I start to, like, I'm already investigating. And it's, like, literally... It is a d- different color palette than what the Scream Factory one was. Uh, and supposedly this is as close to the theatrical release way back in 1982 as ever. And I thought that the Scream Factory re- release uh, looked uh, fantastic. So um, I'm curious to see what Arrow's release will will be like. Because I have it pre-ordered and it's on its way. I can't wait. Uh, do you have the previous release? Yes, I do. I have Scream Factory. This is one where I thought that Scream Factory was, that was it. I'm done. And then, um, of course. Do you this, have a color palette preference between the two? Uh, yeah, so here's the thing. Like the original Blu-ray release, uh, the original one was, uh, how do I say it? Was a certain color palette. And then the Scream Factory, which was more warm color and then Scream Factory released theirs which was a cooler color palette and it literally is like it feels colder well this Arrow release now kind of goes back to that original Blu-ray release but it looks way way better I can already tell from the screenshots that I'm seeing online it looks much better than that the first Blu-ray release but it's more of that are we talking a drastic change, or are we talking like uh, 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 shades of blue? Because what this reminds me of is Ghost in the Shell 2.0, where uh, Ghost in the Shell came out on DVD, and then Ghost in the Shell 2 came out, and they completely changed the color palette for the sequel. So then they went back to Ghost in the Shell and re-released it on Blu-ray, where they did all this CGI-enhanced bullshit, and completely changed the color palette from a warm green blue to a 
kind of toxic orange, which the sequel has, which that's fine that you have two different color palettes between the two movies, but in to go back and change the original from a drastic blue-green to this orange bullshit, yeah. I was totally against. Um, but if you're talking like... I, sometimes I see the comparison shots and I'm, I'm like, you're talking shades of green-blue to more blue-green. Is, is it like... Eh, right in the in the realm or is it like dr- very very drastic um from the screenshots it's there is a difference especially because like the snow and the ice and everything in the screen factory release again it was like i loved that transfer it was like it felt cold and this one here feels more natural i guess and that's like go, even going back to empire strikes back the blu-rays yeah. for empire strikes back uh the hoth scenes tend to be more bluish, cool-looking, and thats I don't believe that's how it was originally shot. I really don't. I think it was more not that color palette, more natural. Shooting, shooting in all snow is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally know what you're talking about. It just, it was, that Ghost in the Shell thing was fucking weird because it was like going from an Empire Strikes Back all snowy, bluey kind of feel to sapia-toned. Yeah. And it was like this is wrong. Yeah. Yep. So it's just, it's interesting. That stuff fascinates me because back in the VHS or I'm sorry, back in the DVD days, it didn't seem like that was as big of a deal, but now with Blu-ray and how these movies are transferred in from the, uh, you know, from the film negative and all that stuff. And, Oh, it doesn't look quite like, like it's, that's not quite what it looked like in, in its original theatrical uh, performance and blah, blah, blah. And, Ah, it's it's interesting to me to like. It's very interesting. I don't disagree with you, but yeah. it is fucking irritating to me. I don't like that directors come back to their releases and like I'm gonna just tweak the color palette. Yeah, and it's like why? Yeah, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I, just leave yeah. it be. And I would guess, I would guess that this Arrow Blu-ray release is probably. I, I, I'm fairly certain it, that's what it probably looked like back when it was released theatrically on 35 millimeter or actually this one i think the thing got a was that 70 millimeter um, i don't know but I, it doesn't have to look like how it did when it was released i'm not a, such a purist that i need that just it's fine if you want to lighten some scenes or darken some scenes but i get annoyed when the directors are like i want to change the color tones of the entire film yes don't do that. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But having said that, the Scream Factory release is fantastic, and, and I'm I'm proud to own that on Blu-ray. But uh, I have a feeling that well, I have a feeling that the thing is going to the the Arrow release is going to be the definitive version until the 4K version comes out. Just watch, yeah. it, and it will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there is my oh, and with a new la- with a new teal color palette. Yes. Because it's more accurate of snow or something and whatever. I don't know. Um, so, but it, it is cool to see like, uh, this, the screenshots. You can definitely see more, more of the image in the arrow release from the screen caps that I'm seeing versus the screen factory. And I'm like, boy, when I watched the screen factory release, I did not notice any of that. I was just, I was blown away by how great the movie looked. And now I'm going to probably be even somehow more blown away. You see? <laughs> sure. So, anyway. Uh, anything, anything else for uh, upcoming releases? Uh, 
Well, we'll do the upcoming, like what I'm going to be watching here soon at the end of the show. That was just, that's stuff. That, like, I'm honestly, that's coming from the UK. So that's going to be probably sometime in mid November that I get that. Okay. So. Are you ready for Horthon part three? I'm ready. <clears throat> okay. It's day 19 of October and it is time for the 2017 October Horthon. You are up first, sir. Okay. What have you been watching? We'll go back and forth. Okay. <clears throat> Starting. Oh, off. wait. La, uh, we're, uh, the score is 23 to 18, by the way. I'm still leading. Uh, um, <laughs> we'll see how it turns out after this <laughs> episode. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So uh, the, the very first movie that I watched since the last podcast was Don't Kill It. That was the one I watched the very next day. Does, so that counts as a horror? That counts as, yeah, very much so. That, so that was my first movie. Uh, please, dear God, don't make me talk about that movie again. <laughs> no. So I guess don't. back to you. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, I, I've got a lot of quick hits <laughs> this episode. More uh, movies I'm not going to spend a lot of time on. Ah, uh, oh boy. Lord, forgive me. Embrace of the Vampire. Now, this is a movie that has been on the movie rental shelf for as long as I can remember, where I'm like, wow. Alyssa Milano? Uh, Alyssa Milano. Oh, there we go. Uh Looking to break away from her um, TV roots of wholesome and, and shit. Wow. This movie. Uh... It's kind of a vampire thing that happens, and it stars Alyssa Milano's breasts. I, I hate okay. to say that and sound like a sexist pig, but that's really what it is. She's trying to break away from that wholesome kid actor attitude that or whatever that she had. That's all I can figure with this movie, because it's like, hi, I'm Alyssa Milano, and I'm basically in a borderline direct-to-TV thing where I get naked for 90% of the movie. And as a heterosexual male, I'm like, wow, this is pretty sweet! And then part of me is like, this is kind of gross, because there's nothing here. There is nothing here. Was... So this is like a Skinamax type thing? I kinda? She's beautiful. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman. But I... It, it almost gets to the point of, of, like, I almost feel awkward watching this because it's nothing more than that. It has no depth. It now, qualifies as a horror for being vampire-y thing, but... That's it. It, it, it feels really fucking pervy because it, it's like the director was like, okay, we're gonna, and action, take your top off. Why? Well, mm. you're having a dream, and maybe there's a vampire thing. And more boobs. Did Jim uh, Wynorski direct this thing? That's what it. <laughs> that, that's really what it feels like. It, it feels really kind of gross. gross. Uh, not not saying you are, Alyssa. You are wonderful and beautiful. But you know, I, I remember. Ick. I, I felt gross, kind of watching it. And this is something that's kind of been on the list forever, just because. I, I've just always seen it on the shelf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I finally checked checked it off. Holy God. Yeah. Done. I'll never watch again. <laughs> so one that I should skip or not? 
I'm kind of shocked you haven't seen it. You no. haven't seen this? No. Oh. It's, yeah, it's a tune. It's still a little small. Let me tell you, sir. I don't care where she goes. She's the fucking boss. Mm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. I remember when she was in, um, oh, what was that movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Uh, Fear. Remember that one? I watched it once. I didn't, I don't remember her being in that. I remember her from, uh, who's the boss in Commando? In Commando, yeah. And then she kind of broke her good girl. Uh, that... with, with this. This is what it was. Wow. Yeah, because she was in Fear, and Fear was, uh, I remember Fear, and she was kind of the bad girl in Fear. <laughs> well, growing up in the 90s, I, me a little more than you, maybe, but she was the hot chick. It was. She was. Yeah. Uh, always had a thing for her. So it's a little weird that I come to this movie this late in life. I should have come to this movie. <laughs> I should have come to multiple oh, times of this movie yeah, when it came out. There there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Masturbation joke. Whee! Back to you. Back to me. Uh, enough of this. I, I did not expect to talk about this movie more than one minute. <laughs> oh, and now we're going to get into, uh, actually looking over my list, this is my most enjoyable movie of the week since we last recorded. And it oh. continues to climb on my list of uh, not just slasher movies, but uh, especially the Friday the 13th series. And that is part five, the new begin, a new beginning. Uh, I, I have now officially come to adore this movie for, for all the reasons why when it originally came out, people did not like it. And I think it is great. Uh, Remind me which one this is. Uh, this is the this lightning? is Roy, this is Roy. No, no, no. This is Roy Jason. This is paramedic Jason. This is the what? wait, wait, wait. What? This is the one after uh, the final chapter, which I will be reviewing here soon. Uh, <laughs> this is the one where uh, after Corey Feldman kills Jason, then he's Tommy Jarvis has now grown up and he's heading to a halfway house and. Uh, this isn't the girl with the uh, powers. No, no, no. That's that's new blood. This is this is. Oh my bad. Yes. Yeah, so new blood is after this one. Oh yes, new blood is seven. This yeah, is this my bad. is. Uh, oh that seven. Was, yeah. Or new, six. new blood was John Carl Beekler directing. This is this is Danny Steinman directing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I separate them by director. Oh yeah. I'm separating them by stupid shit that happens in these movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, part part five is is not Jason killing. It's it's a whodunit, which I'm spoiling right now. I thought now. you hated this one. I love this movie. But love you, this movie. You previously hated this one. I don't know if I hated it, but I was like, meh. But seriously, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this is insanity. Like it's <laughs> it's it's it, it's still at that it's at that period of time where it's like it's not the classic early '80s, and it's not quite the glam late 80s hair metal stuff it's right in that weird middle 1985-ish to where it's not quite sure what it wants to do but we're gonna throw everything in the kitchen sink into this and see what works so it's like there is a kill every it seems like there's a kill every five minutes i think that this has the highest body count of all of the friday the 13th movies it's it's crazy uh some of the lines are improv you can tell and it works it works beautifully. This is the one where I, we've joked about this before where there's numerous times where they're talking about poop in the movie. 
Like <laughs> two leather clad dudes in a car, like their car breaks down and the one guy says he's got to go drop a deuce in the woods. And I'm like, yeah. you guys yeah. are dressed up like, you know, like the village people and what? <laughs> and then later on, a Michael Jackson lookalike named Demon once he's taking a yeah. dump in the outhouse because of the burritos and his girlfriend singing to him. That, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. I'm like, yes, that's great. And then he gets it through with a big, big rod through the outhouse. And like, that's the, that's a great kill in a slasher movie is getting killed in an outhouse. How perfect. Uh, anyway, uh, it's so good. The more I watch, the more I like it. There's a dance scene in the movie with this goth girl, uh, that is, you have to see it to believe it. It's, it's hilarious and perfect. Uh, and I guess the director himself was, uh, he wasn't the nicest guy, at least from the, the retrospective type stuff that I've been watching, which I'll get into that later too. Uh, but, uh, I guess he had, he had done some, some soft core pornography before this. So, of course, Friday the 13th, let's hire him. Um, it was heavily butchered by the MPAA, so all the kills are neutered, but it's still, there's something about it, it that's just, it's so different from part four. And then part six was back to being like legit and like a really well-made horror movie. This is not really well-made, but I love it for those very reasons is that it's not very well-made and it's just all over the place, but it all works and it's never boring. I mean, it is never boring. There is something, some sort of crazy insanity on the screen all the time. Uh, there's a little kid in the movie uh, that screams and it is, uh, I have never, like, a little girl screaming. He sounds worse than a little girl screaming. I'm like, did you d- overdub a little girl screaming somehow on this kid's voice? It's great. It's great. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm rambling now. I love, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so. All right, fair there, enough. Yep, it uh, four stars is what I gave it this time, and I I recall. <laughs> I a swear, lot... in the past, you hated this movie, but I could be wrong. Uh, at this point, any movie that has uh, village people looking guys uh, talking about t- dropping deuces and then getting killed by Jason, I'm I'm in. That's <laughs> a win for me. Sounds good. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do a double header right here. Okay. The Midnight Meat Train. Okay. Has hit Netflix and overdue for a watch, rewatch of this movie from one of my favorite directors, Ryu Kitamura. Horribly mm-hmm. American pronounced. Sorry, but nonetheless, I still love you. And on second watch, this movie totally holds up. It is gory, even though it's CGI blood and gore and shit. Don't care because the story's cool. I completely dig this movie. Uh, Bradley Cooper, it's awesome. I'm not much else to say about that. If you have not seen this movie, at least it's an original idea for a horror movie. You know what I mean? Too often uh-huh. into the slashers and supernatural and yada yada. This is an interesting concept, and I think it it totally held up on rewatch. Uh, next up. <laughs> I'll spend a little more time on this one because I thought of you quite a bit while I was watching this. Sin, the movie. It's an anime movie. It's like 70 minutes. And it's not good. 
but it's just good enough that I own it on DVD. I owned it on VHS, and I shouldn't have bought it again on DVD, but I was like, I kind of liked it, I think. So I bought it on DVD, and then I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, it's not good. And then I'm like, but it's not bad enough that I get rid of it, so I just kind of put it on the shelf, and then a few years go by, and I'm like, I kind of feel like I should watch that again and reevaluate. And then I pull it out, and I put it in, and I'm like, uh, it's not good, but it's kind of gory, and it's kind of demented, but it's kind of interesting, and overall it's, nah, thumbs down. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it back on the shelf, and I'll come back to you in a few years. This, this is a <laughs> Eugene version of a Giallo that he doesn't really like, but he thinks eventually down the road with enough rewatches, eventually he might. Mm-hmm. It's the anime version of that. <laughs> and I own it on DVD and it's on my shelf and that's kind of where it sits. It, huh. It's got some mutants that, it's, it, it is set like in a, it kind of appeals to the sci-fi guy in me because it's set in the, <clears throat> sci-fi futury kind of tone. But then there's these mutanty things that come out and then it gets gory. A blade, a semi-cyborg cop must unravel a series of mysterious kidnappings. As he delves into the city's merciless under- underworld, an elaborate mystery unfold. Fuck, IMDB, you fail again. It says, an elaborate mystery unfold. Unfolds, you worthless bastard. <laughs> uh, the animation is decent. It's not awful, but it's a it's a kind of a blend between that really old school and kind of get new CGI uh, mid-90s where it was transferring to decent CGI. Yep, I know what you're talking about. It's just not quite there. There's still a lot of uh, pause frame animation, it's kind of what I call it, where it's like on a reaction shot of a character and they're just frozen and it's nothing. But it has more than enough, like, gore and mutants and weirdness to keep me totally (laughs) putting it back in every couple years. (laughs) Hmm. It's a thumbs down movie and I'm not recommending it to you, but it definitely counts as a horror movie. <sighs> I, I wish it were better, but it is not. I like that you started your review by saying that you pulled it out and stuck it in. That's that's great. I like yeah, that. That's where we are with a movie called Sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We're, we're pulling things out and sticking them in. Sticking them in. <laughs> Back to you. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, I gave Alien Covenant a rewatch. I bought oh, this Lord. on Blu-ray. And yes. You, you did watch this, obviously, in the uh, theater. I watched it in the theater, but I refused to grade it because I got really drunk before I watched it, so it didn't make any sense to me. Okay. But I did notice that it was on your Voodoo, and I was like, ooh, I can't wait to watch it again. Yes. Um, I gotta say, uh, I liked it better the second time than I did the first time. And I really liked it the first time, but Good. The, the second time, I loved this movie. And it... Here, here, as with Prometheus, uh, the Blu-ray has a, a ton of great special features, all uh, 
adding to the movie. Not just the deleted scenes. I like that the, the actual quote unquote special features are pieces that literally could be put back into the movie. Like they're little like commercials or they're little advertisements or, uh, the crew going through, you know, through different tests before they get hired for this mission. And they're all things that I get. I, some of them I'm like, I can see why that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be good to put in the actual movie, but it actually enhances the movie itself and makes it a better viewing experience seeing like, oh, I'm kind of getting to know these characters and what they're good at, like what, like their quirks, what they're not good at. Uh, like not, I was going to say David character, but not David in this one. It's Walter, uh, but Michael Fassbender and just how he's been upgraded kind of and, and stuff like that. Like again, the, the, setting things up for this actual movie. And we even get a special feature of David's drawings while he is on this planet. And he is obviously going crazy or whatever the robot does on a desolate planet that he's wiped out. Uh, you can flip <laughs> through the picture. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> but you can flip through the pictures of things that he's been drawing and things that he was creating. Um, video clips. And it's so good. And it makes the, it really makes the movie all that much better. And I, I gotta say, the deleted scenes would, I, I would have put most of them back in, honestly. Uh, but I see why they were cut out because it does make the movie a bit more fast paced. Uh, um, but the whole, as a whole, I'm happy with the theatrical version, especially with this Blu ray and all the special features that came with it. The only one that I haven't watched yet is an almost hour long like official making of type thing. Like the, the, all, all the other special features I watched were, like I said, these, these movie type clips. So the actual Ridley Scott on set making the movie, whatever, I haven't watched that yet. Uh, I wanted to watch all the stuff that could have essentially been put back into this movie. But I, right. I think it's a great movie. I really do. I, th- I think Prometheus is a bit better, but not by much, honestly. Like this is one where I will watch this, uh, over and over and over. This is great. Great movie. I'm very much looking forward to rewatching it because I feel like I didn't, I haven't <laughs> fully watched it once, just because I, I was out partying with friends and then uh, alien movie, yay! I'm sure to like this, and then I was like, I don't understand anything that happened there. You know, it, yeah, it's just one of those nights. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, and if you ever want to borrow the Blu-ray, I. I've got it because those special features like Prometheus really add to the movie. Well, I've got it on your voodoo. I'm good. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Back to you. Uh, I'm going to do another back to back. Are you ready? Let's do it. The ring remake 2002. Oh, yes. Wow. Threw me for a loop there. I, okay. Well, I, I'm, I took the plunge and showed it to daughter. Okay. She wanted to watch a scary movie, and I was kind of in the mood for it. I said, all right, here you go. And it's still a good movie. I (laughs) was a little taken aback rewatching it after so long. It's still quite a scary movie, but it's not like... It's kind of like Sixth Sense. Once you know, then eh, 
there's only a couple of scares in there. And it's all about the ending. It's all about finding out what is the scary thing. Yeah. It's a mystery. It still qualifies as a horror movie, but it's not like a scare a minute, you know? Yeah. The horse scene, though. I love the horse scene. That scene freaks me out. I don't disagree, but I mean, there's only three of those kinds of scenes in the movie. I mean, it's for a however long it was, 90 minutes. I mean, you're talking like three scary scenes in in 90 minutes. That's not yeah. much. It's It doesn't hold a candle to a, a lot of other, I don't know, horror movies where it, there's a lot more scares. I'm thinking of like Juwan, the Japanese version and, and shit like that. And it's it's like, even while those movies may be lesser because they don't make sense and they don't have a complete arc of their characters and everything, it's it's like, at least there's a dozen scares in the movie with the ring original and remake. Once you've seen it, it's there's there. not much to see again. So anyway, uh, it totally holds up as a film, but will I be rewatching it again? No, this is an every 10 years kind of thing. And it's, it's better enjoyed watching with somebody who has never even heard of it. Watching it with Addie, it was great because I could see the hairs on her neck standing up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great example of a blue color palette. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's 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 still a solid film. I just... Eh, it's not one that I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to watch that one again. Yeah. But, uh, it's, no, it's a, it's a whole, hell of a lot of mystery for a long time before you get to the scary shit. Were you with me when we wa- when I watched that with a church group? Yeah, I believe I was. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Then we all went to an Italian restaurant afterwards, and I was like, "That was great!" And there was just this hush, like, there, like no one was saying anything. And I'm like, "Oh, uh, okay, yeah. all right, nothing, nothing yeah. happened." Uh, uh, the next one on this round is Prophecy that I roulette counts. Check. Back to you. Okay. Next up for me is 1971's Hammer-produced Countess Dracula, starring the beautiful Ingrid Pitt. Uh, (laughs) A medieval... uh, (laughs) I always love when you start a review with... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just... it's, It's early 70s British boobies and gothic uh, it's they're all kind of the same but this one here is this old haggard uh woman in a castle uh that that finds out that if she murders these beautiful buxom young ladies and drinks their blood that she becomes young and beautiful herself so she's a dracula-ish lady and uh i'm not gonna get into the plot logistics of this because who cares but it's fun uh I have it on Blu-ray, of course I do. Uh, yeah, it it was it was something. <laughs> it's funny on I am on IMDb. It's it's rated PG. I'm like no, no, or not so not so much. But uh, Ingram Pitt's great. She's yeah, Gothic castles and uh, old school seventies hammer. I'm all in. This is actually uh, 
once we get into the late to the early 70s this is when the hammer started to be like okay let's step things up just a bit shall we and this is obviously one where they they did but i i liked it i got to kick out of it this is the second time i watched it i think i liked it a bit better the first time but it's still i like that the the plot is pretty cool um but it's like some of the sets i'm like ah i've seen those sets in other hammer movies and yeah <laughs> Did I mention Ingrid Pitt? Okay, yes, back to you. Yes, you have. <laughs> no, no, do another one. Okay. Um, okay. Um, hey, here we go. Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Uh, I've talked about the movie. How, how do you make these, how do you make these decisions where you're like, I'm going to watch five and then four? That's actually a good question and very valid. I, I'm like, you know what? I've watched these Friday the 13th movies so many times. I'm only going to watch one. And I want to watch the crazy one, which is part five. Uh, and then I watch it. And I'm like, oh, that was so good. Okay. Um, I should watch one more. Let's go with part four because it's Tommy Jarvis. So that was my mindset. And also I wanted to see Crispin Glover dance <laughs> like a complete Crispin idiot. Crispin Glover dancing. Yes. Yes. That's and so Crispin Glover dancing part four. I love, love, love Friday the 13th Part 4. Having said that, I actually think I prefer Part 5 at this point because of the lunacy of it. But Part 4 is still really good. Joseph Zito directed this. Uh, he previously had made The Prowler, which I really liked. Uh, this has Tom Savini effects, which you can, like, if you're a, a horror geek like me, you can, you can tell. The special effects in Part 4 are different from some of the other earlier ones other than part one, which was Tom Savini. It just, he has this certain way that he does special effects that it's like, that looks like a Tom Savini special effect. And there you go. Part four. I like the fact that part four, I, I'm not sure where I heard this, but uh, the MPAA was a, a bit more lenient on part four than they were with uh, five moving forward, uh, mainly because this was the last one. And, they were going to be done with Friday the 13th. So, okay, we're going to let this... Here we go. And then a year later, oh, part five. Because part five they butchered. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But I like yeah. that Corey Feldman's in this thing. And it's, you know, like, it's Gremlins Corey Feldman. It's like innocent Corey Feldman that gets bald and... Wait a minute. What does Gremlins Corey Feldman mean? Just the young before he... I don't know. Before was he... Was he in Gremlins? Yeah. Fuck. You really? I don't remember that. I haven't seen Gremlins in years. Oh shit! Maybe I'm wrong. Oh boy. Uh, I, I probably <laughs> am actually. Maybe I'm thinking Goonies. I don't know. Corey Feldman was in everything it seemed. Corey Feldman's <laughs> awesome. No, he was in Gremlins. He okay, was in Gremlins. Yeah. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I yeah. didn't. Eighties Corey Feldman he just, rules. He just said pre Gremlins Corey. Fe- what, the, <laughs> what was he in Gremlins? I don't remember that. Yeah, he was in and Goonies and. Um, uh, interesting tidbit here on part five. Uh, You're he like, was ignore he, my stupid shithead co-host. Let's move on with the show. He was he was in such high demand by part five that they were only able to get him for the very opening, which they filmed in I think his backyard or someone's backyard uh, for like a day. I'm like, wow, Corey Feldman was uh, in that much in demand, and like a year before he was in part four where he was playing Zaxxon and. Looking yeah. at boobies out the window and... <laughs> what the hell was he doing that he was so busy this day? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, What else came out this year with him? 
1985, well, The Goonies was in 85, and then Stand yeah. By Me, Stand By Me 86. I mean, this was like yeah, the okay. mid, and then right after that was Lost Boys. So, Oh, so good movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, part four does not have any outhouse scenes, but it does have twin, <laughs> it, it does have twins. Words uh, that have never been spoken by man. <laughs> There's twins in the movie, and Crispin Glover, and I love part four. It's so good. Uh, and, you know, I'm to the point where it's like I notice the different quirks of the different actors playing Jason in these movies. I'm such a, I'm <laughs> yeah. such a dork. No, I see it, too. I know uh, what you're talking because about. Because I'm like, okay, part four. I'm like, he's a bit more urgent in part four. He's a bit more uh, – he's not as – Clumsy hillbilly inbred like he was in part two, potato sack head Jason, and and part three, you know part. Three I take were... back everything that I just said about understanding because that for me it was like, oh, he's a bigger guy and he moves faster. And with you and you're you're like his motivation, I believe it a little more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh. oh, I mean, really good acting chops in part four. Oh, and then we get to when we get to paramedic Roy in part five. It's all bets are off. Okay, we got we have to move on because I'm right at that. At, I I could go. Like, Like, look, he's three inches taller and he's a zombie. Somehow lightning brought him back to life. And now he just wants to murder everyone. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, but Kane Hodder walks a certain Which Kane Hodder his does walk a certain way differently. His motivation. Yes. He has purpose this time. Oh, I love professor, professional wrestler Jason in parts, uh, <laughs> parts seven and eight. And, yeah, Kane Hodder was great. But I do like, like, here, like, we've trans... Uh, I'm... Back to you. No, keep going. You're fine. It's <laughs> carry on. Um, uh, Kane Hodder transformation. What were you saying? Um, oh, I you said I, you were talking about seven, eight. Which I, I'm lost. Well, which ones seven, were seven, eight, where, seven, eight, and nine were? Well, seven and eight were the last two Paramount. I can't believe we're doing this. I cannot. No, believe that's we're fine. Doing this. Fuck it. Uh, but seven and eight, seven was the first Kane Hodder appearance, and then Manhattan, which was a dud. Wait, I wait, 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 wait. Uh, Kane Hodder didn't show up till seven. Yeah, Kane, which is I thought he was. I thought he was the main dude for most of it. No, seven was the first time wow. that Kane Hodder was ever a Jason, and seven was that's the best part of part seven was Jason. Which one is look. which one is seven? I don't actually know. Seven is the is Carrie. It's, seven is the telekinesis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, he looks like a huge professional wrestler. I, yeah. Um, but that was the first Kane Hodder one, uh, and it, which which is cool because like. Everybody think when I think of Jason, I think, oh, Kane Hodder is Jason. I but do too. There was a slew of other Jasons all doing their own thing <laughs> that only Eugene can di- only, differentiate yes. between. Even in part, in part two, uh, they had like a an actor playing Hillbilly Jason, but then they had to get a stunt guy to do the stunt stuff, and so there's two Jasons in part two. And the very beginning of part two, where Jason uh, kills uh, Betsy Palmer's character in the very beginning, uh, that was actually a lady's feat in the beginning that that is walking through the street. Oh, good Lord. Fuck's sake, I don't care. Um, (laughs) uh, 
Wow. Um, uh, back to uh, dealing with the the later sequels of seven, eight, nine. Um, wow, I'm I'm still kind of shell shocked that Hotter didn't show up till seven. Yeah, um, actually, well, he was in Jason seven. Goes to Hell. Was he was he? in that. Yep, he was in that. So Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell. He was in that, but then they recast him. Was it Jason Mears in? Uh, so in, he was in Jason X. Yeah, that was Ugh, still Kane Hodder. That movie fucking sucks. I uh, that that is the that's my least favorite of all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. It is shit. It's uh, awful. But, but Jason Goes to Hell is a is a fun fucking. Movie. Yes, it is. I would agree. That's, that's one of my first. That's my first. That might be my very first interaction with Jason. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. that was the first one that I ever saw in the theater. Was uh, was Jason Goes to Hell, and it was fantastic. I had such a good time watching that, and it. I I gotta say, I think it still holds up pretty good. I, it's it's not a typical Friday the Thirteenth movie, but I think it's fun. And I think that I, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I, I feel like that was probably my first Jason. And it was with you on Laserdisc. Oh, I remember that. I still have that Laserdisc signed by Kane Hodder. And it will end up in my hands one day uh, or another. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I don't mean you're going to be alive when that happens, oh. but it will happen. <laughs> oh, we're, we are so, so, so going down that slippery slope of no return. <laughs> I could I could literally spend the rest of this show just talking about Friday the Thirteenth nonsense. <laughs> well, we got uh, at least two more episodes to deal with. Oh yeah, Horathon because shit. I'm I'm done with Friday the Thirteenth now until my next round after you. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do one more round and I will be done. <clears throat> it's a speed round. Ready? Ready. Silent Hill. I know this movie has a lot of haters, and a lot of people love to just completely shit on this movie, but I still like it. This is a good freaking movie. The worst thing that you can do with this movie is make make it a drinking game. That's how it was kind of ruined for me. Every time somebody screams, Sharon! Sharon! Take a drink. Yeah, you will be dead before this movie is over. Because that happens about mm, 172 times. Uh, yeah, that aside, this is still a very good movie. I, every time I go back to it, I feel like I need to really, really examine all of the negatives that everybody online has put into my head. And every time I'm like, yeah, I still like it. This is uh, Xavier Gans made this movie. Yep. And he made something else that we really like. Frontiers, maybe? Yes. I could be wrong. I don't know. Look it up. No, Xavier Gans made made Frontiers. Are you sure about that? Um... Damn, damn. I've listened to a lot of podcasts that are very wrong about things in the last couple of days, so I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Gans did make Frontiers. I just want to see if he did also make... Uh, so he made no. Hitman. Yep. Uh, actually, he did not make, uh, shoot, who did make Silent Hill? Chris, oh, Christoph Gans. Well, that's interesting. There you go. Okay. So. I'll accept being wrong on names that are that close. Brotherhood, okay, he made Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is. There you go. Yes. Yes. Great great Uh, movie. Yes. Another movie we loved. 
this movie totally holds up. I, my biggest bitch about this movie is that they so fucked up the sequel. Oh my god, this movie is so primed for a wonderful sequel based on the video game. You could just completely follow through with what the video game did. And they didn't do it. They just made this... That sequel was awful. Okay, enough about that movie. Uh, the Signal. Surprise review for you. The Signal. Uh, this is the uh, various segments, like like a short film or... Kind of. Okay. Kind of, but they're related. Did you like it? I really liked it the first time I watched it. And when I bought it on DVD... I gotta say, man, rewatching it this time, this movie sucks. Oh, really? I haven't I was watched surprised. it in years. I, the main guy is such an asshole. But it is the first, really the, the hard first story to was enjoy really this. good when they were in the apartment. Wasn't that really? That was a no. Yeah, I'm going on my memory. Yes, but rewatching it now, nah, it's all fine. But the main guy that is the main thread throughout this movie is such a prick that I didn't really enjoy it this time around. And I may change my opinion the next time I watch it, but thumbs down this time. I'm not giving it, like, super hatred or anything, but I mean, like, four out of ten? Eh. It's just a lot of bitching and assholes. Um... Lastly, and I'm going to be done for the night, The Babysitter. Okay, which I was going to talk about. I actually referred to that movie earlier tonight when I talked about uh, comical timing and stuff. So curious what you have to say about this movie. Yeah, I finished it today. I did too. Mick G. (laughs) Which you're either kind of with that uh, uh, three-letter... A three-letter title? A three-letter name? A three-letter director... Whatever. A three-letter man. You're either in or you're kind of out. Yeah. I know it's it's a nickname that he got years ago, whatever, but I think it's... Dude. Great. Just just have your name. It's great. I got nicknames, too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I don't go go by Eugene the Bean. That's what I was called in grade school. I don't go by that. So don't go by McG. Just go by... (laughs) Alan Hirschberger, whatever your name is. <laughs> well, he does. Yes. And we were, are going to have to re- review this movie based on that, too. Yeah. Um, I, there are a lot of my uh, cinephile friends online that are loving to shit on this movie. And everything inside me says that I should shit on this movie as well. But after... And... Uh, I talked, I was texting you for the first third, and I was kind of crapping on it. But after that, you know what? I took a breath and said, you know what? Just sit back and enjoy it for what it is and review it afterwards. And I gotta say, I give this movie a thumbs up. I enjoyed this movie. I think this movie was, I'm going to use a not politically correct word to describe it, and I don't care. Okay. This movie is fucking retarded. <laughs> but at the same time, it's fun. It's stupid. It knows what it wants to be. It 
it's McG, which is Beavis and Butthead. It's it's a thirteen year old humor, thirteen year old level of writing. I don't know. I I just it's hard for me to shit on this movie knowing that if when I was thirteen years old, I would have loved this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, totally in agreement here. The same here. So I don't necessarily love this movie being a 38-year-old man, but I'll watch this shit again much more before I will watch many of the movies I've talked about tonight. Yep. Thumbs up on this movie. This was a, for for a Netflix movie that just kind of popped up, this was a good movie. The comedy, almost all of the comedy worked great. Uh, There was numerous times where I'm like, I I laughed out loud. I'm like, oh, that was good. That was like, why does he not have a shirt on? I don't know what that, that scene was so (laughs) fun. And they kept referring to buff dude with like, why does he still not have a shirt on? Um, Yeah. And that, by the way, that guy is, is probably older than me. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But he's a teenager, you see, or whatever. Yeah. He's the quarterback. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I totally dug this movie. It was fast paced. I was never bored. Comedy was great. The gore was great. It, this was a fun. I mean, it's forgettable, obviously, but while it was on, thumbs up. I'll watch this one again for sure. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I, I, I was glad that the dorky kid. I don't know. Maybe it's weird to say, but I, I was glad. I mean, I was glad he came out on top. I, yeah, obviously he was going to. I'm glad that he came out on top the way that he did. Yeah. It, it was very aggressive for him to come, come out on top the way that he did. With the Queen song in the car and... I, no, I don't know exactly. I can't pinpoint exactly what it was, but it was something that he just fucking did. Yeah. It, I don't know. No, I liked that, it. I'm yeah, glad he too. killed that rotten bitch. Yep. Well, did you watch the end credits? I thought I did. Okay, because halfway through the end credits, there's a little stinger thing, whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, I'll go check that out. I think yeah. I might have missed that. Okay. But, yeah, that movie gets a thumbs up for me. It's not It's not like an absolute gem in the rough, but for horror fans, especially old school horror fans that are like, why is there nothing good new out this one, this one here, give it a watch. It was good. I thought it had very creative kills. I oh, love yeah. All of the shit with Robbie Amell, like the, the, the quarterback guy. He was great. He was so good in that. That's Robbie Amell. He is the cousin, I believe, of Stephen Amell, who is the arrow on the, on. Ah, okay. Well, you know, I gotta say, all of the, uh, I guess well, I'm, we haven't really discussed what the movie is actually about, but it's, this kid basically is <laughs> in, involved with this satanic uh, type. How do you even explain this movie? I know it's so crazy. The, story of the entire movie. Yeah, well, basically, but uh, the, the basically the the villains in the movie are all so likable. Like they're all funny, and they all get their comeuppance so good, and. I wasn't annoyed with any character in the movie. Like, like you're you're annoying to the point of me not liking the movie. They're all like relatively likable characters. This movie was complete nonsense. Yeah, complete I'm nonsense. Be honest about it. He goes down into his cellar 
and it's it's or the crawl space and there's tarantulas everywhere. Yeah. Because you know, I said, "Hey mom, there's spiders." You know, most people think, "Oh, there's spiders." Not there's tarantulas every, <laughs> everywhere. What the <laughs> like that was so weird. I know. Uh, oh. But but at the same time you're like all right well this movie it's it's what it is when uh, when the uh, the uh, night you know, quote unquote the the token black guy because yeah. there is a token black guy in this oh yeah he was hilarious especially when he would get completely <laughs> completely drenched in blood I'm like oh it, that's so funny it was so ridiculous yeah again this movie knew what it was yes. the only parts where I thought they went too far were were the uh, text on the screen. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. Okay. Like, oh, I got, or, or, I got the knife. knife. Yes. Dot, 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 bitch. It's like, oh, McGee. Yeah. Oh, wait. This might be directed by a guy with three letters in his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. This was, if this would have been a roulette, gem right here. This would have been a gem roulette. Yep. I agree. So, good okay. movie. Uh, last round for you for Horrorthon. Oh, oh, oh boy. Okay. Um, The Barn. Uh, this is a super, super independent movie that I've been kind of following. And then I had heard that it's getting a Blu-ray release. So let's give it a shot. Let's buy it unseen, of course, because it's a zero, <laughs> but you know, why not? Um, all of the reviews that I've been reading thus far have been, this is a great throwback to 80s horror. And I am happy to report that it is exactly that. This is one you should definitely check out. It is a very, very, very low budget movie, but you can tell that a ton of work went into making this movie what it is. And it has tons of flaws, but at the end of the day, I'm like, they... They got what the 80s were. I wasn't annoyed by the characters. Uh, I like that they used, I think, no CGI. Uh, they actually even used some animation type stuff. Like, kind of like Ghostbusters electricity. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the yeah. Anime, yeah. Yeah. They used some of that in there. Um, the, the storyline is ridiculous. It, it's a Halloween, it's, it's a Halloween type movie. So it's set around Halloween and there's, these demonic things that come out of this barn that kill people in this small town over Halloween. Um, the storyline is here nor there, but I, the whole, the whole way through, I was so, uh, impressed with what this super, super, super low budget was movie was able to do that so many Netflix movies are, are unable to do. And it's make me, I, I was engaged. And it truly felt like they got what the 80s were all about. There was some heavy metal music in there. And they go, oh, and going back to Friday the 13th, they got, uh, what is his name? Uh, Artie, I forget his last name, but he was the original Jason in part one. He was the ball headed kid that pops out of the water in part one. Wow. So they have him in there. And, uh, Linnea Quigley is in here from, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night and Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. So she's in here in a cameo, and I loved it. I thought it was, well, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really good. I okay, I, yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Oh, I know, dude. Just it's, a, it's, a it's screaming a halt on everyone. Who, like, your <laughs> reviews are like, I have lots of feelings about them, and then done. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, where am I supposed to go with this? I'm feeling stupid. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm just listening. <sighs> Do you have more thoughts on the barn? So, the barn is a thumbs up for me. This is not a movie for everyone, but for those of you out there that, that first of all, I am all for supporting independent cinema done right. And again, the movie has flaws, but it does go beyond the typical forgettable Netflix stuff. You can tell a ton of effort was put into this movie. And so I, I like felt good about giving to this movie and buying it on Blu-ray, but check it out. It's really, really good. You can find it online. Uh, okay. Next up is Rawhead Rex. I won't spend much time nice. on this, uh, but uh, Kino uh, released this on Blu-ray in a 4K remastered version, you see. Um, I've talked about the movie before on the show, so I'm not going to spend much time on it. Have you watched Rawhead Rex? No. Never. I. It was like a month or two ago that we had this discussion. We that did. I've never even heard about it. Uh. Okay. Well, let's talk about it again real quick. Um Mainly the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray itself is phenomenal. The quality of this movie... It's amazing what a Blu-ray... Like a proper Blu-ray can do for a movie. The movie looks like it cost way more to make than it actually did. It's still mediocre. But I, I love the fact that they took the time to remaster this and make it look so incredibly good. Um... Basically, it's a professional wrestler dressed up as a creature, killing people in Ireland. There you go. If that sounds good to you, then watch the movie. It's from 1986, based on a Clive Barker short story from his Books of Blood, which has very little to do with the actual short story. But it's it's mildly entertaining, and I own it on Blu-ray. And proudly, I guess. Um, <laughs> sounds great to me. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, seriously, you, you should check that movie out because I think that you would enjoy it. It's a creature feature. It's fun. It's not boring. It's the, the monster itself. Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, you guys got a professional wrestler or someone akin to that and put a mask on him and he's killing people in Ireland. That's your movie. Okay? Great. Well, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. So, anyway, um, and then we talked about The Babysitter, which was another one that I watched. And last but not least is Crystal Lake Memories. And this is a work in progress. This is the documentary on every single Friday the 13th movie thus far. I am halfway through it, which means I've watched about three and a half hours of Jason Voorhees. And it is fantastic narrated by Corey feldman so it's of course great but they, <laughs> I, they you're are you trying to count this as a horror you, this is a horror yes i i definitely i know consider. it's a horror thing and it's a documentary and whatever but does this count as a horror movie man it shows all the gore kills and i think man if not what a waste of time for this month <laughs> Yeah. Uh, maybe. We'll discuss after the show. Uh, no, it's not not after the show. It's a making of a yeah. horror movie. Yep. How does that count as a horror movie? It's got a lot of uh, gory shots in it. 
and they talk about a horror movie for you. <laughs> you just have to talk about a horror movie to be a horror movie. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you what. If you watch all eight hours of it, I will count it as okay. one. Perfect. Which that could be a chore once I get to Jace next. We'll see. Because <laughs> I am a long no, way no. away. You have to watch all of it. Oh, fuck. Eight, okay. one to one. You have to watch all of it. Yeah, when I'm only I'm only on part six right now, and I actually oh. and they even t- they even talk about the TV series, so I have a long way to go. But anyway, there that's it for me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm weeping tears for you over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Okay. <laughs> Done. I promise. Okay. Well, <clears throat> report back when you have finished it. Okay. That's it. Nothing else for Horathon? Nope, that's it. What, where do we stand right now? We are... The final score is you have 26, and I have 31. Damn it. I am done for the month, and I have two weeks to go. Uh, okay. Recently watched. Do you want to throw anything for recently watched this episode? Or do you want to... And we're already going along, so we can totally just do coming soon and wrap up. Let's just... Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like we just did the horathon, and the only other stuff I've watched this past week is Disney animated stuff. So it's weird. Let's not no. <laughs> I don't even care. I have stuff that could go on recently watched, but I, I don't. What it can wait till later. Yeah. Uh, coming soon. You're up first. Okay. Uh, coming soon for me is a movie called Demon Wind, which I'm getting from Vinegar Syndrome, directed by Charles Philippe Moray. Uh, it's a a uh, uh, basically one of those movies that you would go into the VHS store and you're like, oh, here's the VHS with the 3D-ish cover where you like tilt the VHS box and yeah. the creature on the front does different things. Well, Demon Wind is coming to Blu-ray and I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> I watched this movie numerous times on DVD or on VHS and really liked it. It's kind of an Evil Dead type knockoff. Uh, but yeah, that's... Heading my way. I also got uh, Get Out on Blu-ray. I want to give that one a rewatch. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to watching it for the first time. Good movie. Very good movie. Um, okay. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? There's always crazy shit on my plate. It's all good. Uh, for me, is uh, shit I've teased in the past couple of weeks. The Colony, The Witch, or Witch, whatever. Uh, yeah. Vivivitch. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to bumping up these things that I know are already good and watching them. Because I kind of took it down for a while. Like, it's like, it, it, I'm going to watch this shit that's kind of maybe dodgy, and then this shit, and it's, it's like been a, a steady downhill stream of garbage and now I'm ready to take it back up and regain my momentum with watching more uh, random horror shit. <clears throat> so I know that will be easy to do with Colony and Witch. Yep. Excellent. Uh, and then there's more comic book shit that I'm going to be watching in the next couple of months. Just prepare yourselves, audience, because it is coming. It's going to be a comic book-a-thon, I swear to God. So, are you done with horror, or close no, to it? No, not or? at all. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm full on thrusting, sir. It oh. just, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> I am. It's just, I, I, the illness has almost left this house, 
So I'm next week, not this weekend, but next week I'm going to do a pickup from your house. Okay. Yeah. Reinvigorate the pile of horror that I need to watch. Rawhead Rex I, will be on that list. Good. Do it. I want to see it. I just don't. Yeah, you know how it is. Oh, I don't want to get you sick. Yep. Uh, in the coming of uh, once we get November and regular reviews again, there will be reviews of Batman and Harley Quinn and Free Fire, the Ben Wheatley movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm hitting the library again tomorrow to stock up on non horror stuff. <laughs> gotcha. uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it is what it is, and it will be horror. I'm still, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm still feeling good, dude. I'm doing well. So you're not burnt out of horror yet. I'm not burnt out of horror yet, but man, I'm really quickly running out of horror shit on Netflix and all of the free sites on uh, the Roku. Yeah, I trust me. I have got a plethora of stuff on Blu-ray. I'm sure you do, but yes. I, I don't know Jollos. No, no, no. <laughs> well, like Slugs and Madhouse. Oh, I've got crazy stuff I want you to watch. Oh, that sounds great. I just, I, I'm not going to spread the illness. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Uh, next week, I got to give a couple more days. My wife is on the antibiotics, so I think I, I will feel really good about picking stuff up next week, just not for the weekend. Gotcha. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, anything else you would like to add, sir? I... No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you next week. All right, man. Till next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.